WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Do you know what it means to face the music? When we face the music, it doesn't mean we're enjoying a symphony or dancing at a concert. It means we're facing the consequences of our actions. In today's story, thanks to the wisdom of a beloved queen, a dishonest man has to face the music and change his tune. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Weeping Witness. We found versions of this tale from Japanese and Persian folklore. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this story, including Brittany Ishibashi, who recently starred in Marvel's Runaways and has voiced characters in such hit shows as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Netflix series Oni. So, circle around, everyone, for the Weeping Witness. There once was a queen, a most beloved queen who ruled her people with compassion, dedication, and, most of all, wisdom. The queen was so wise that when her subjects had a dispute they couldn't settle, they traveled from across the kingdom so she could hear their case. The shrewd and clever ruler always listened to their arguments before sifting through all the evidence and deciding which side was in the right. And somehow, without fail, the queen's decisions were never wrong. One spring morning, the queen's guards led two men into the throne room. One man was a peddler. The other was a farmer. Both fellows wore scowls on their faces and kept shooting each other dirty looks. Good morning, gentlemen. Though, judging from what I'm seeing, I suspect it's not a very good morning for either one of you. The peddler and farmer exchanged another withering glance. Then the peddler turned to the queen with a bow. Your Majesty, in all your wisdom, you are correct. It is not a good morning, and I'll tell you why. You see, as a peddler, I make my living traveling from place to place, selling goods. Last week, I happened to travel to a charming little seaside village. After working hard, peddling my wares all day, I set up my campsite at the edge of town, as I always do. And then, in the dark of night, while I lay sleeping in my tent... I was robbed by him! The peddler jabbed an accusing finger at the farmer. The farmer threw a hand to his chest. Your Majesty, this man is spouting nonsense. As a farmer, I am a simple, humble fellow who would never steal from anyone. What's more, I've never even been to this charming little seaside village of which the peddler speaks. In fact... I have no idea which village he's talking about. The queen gazed at the two men. She paused, then drew a deep breath and fixed her eyes on the peddler. Peddler, you claim this robbery happened in the dark of night while you were asleep. Is that correct? That is correct, Your Majesty. 
But I wasn't asleep for long. A sudden commotion outside my tent startled me awake. I leaped to my feet, threw on my coat, and stepped into the moonlight. Just in time to see this scoundrel scampering off with all my goods and all my money. The peddler sniffed and wiped his eyes. The farmer rolled his eyes. Oh, please. The peddler is telling lies, your majesty. I told you, I don't even know what village he's talking about. I am no thief. I haven't said you are a thief, farmer. In my court, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And one way to tell the innocent from the guilty is to bring in witnesses. The queen turned back to the peddler. Peddler. Do you have any witnesses who can testify in your favor? Someone who might have seen the farmer make off with your goods and your money as you claim he did? The peddler frowned. I'm afraid I haven't any witnesses, your majesty. Like I said, it was the middle of the night and I was on the edge of town and there really wasn't a living soul about. Nothing was around really, except a weeping willow tree. A weeping willow tree? The queen cocked her head to the side. You're telling me there was a weeping willow tree? Yes. I've always had a fondness for weeping willow trees, you see. The way their slender branches droop down to the ground in a cascade of leaves. It's like a beautiful, delicate curtain of green. So that night, I set up my tent beneath a weeping willow tree. I see. In that case, we do have a witness. The weeping willow tree. We must summon it at once. The peddler's jaw dropped. The farmer's did too. After being at odds all day, the two men finally agreed on one thing. It was beginning to look like the queen had lost her marbles. Um, with all due respect, your majesty, did you say we must summon... A tree? The queen smiled. That's precisely what I said. So, peddler, I order you to leave the palace at once. Travel back to the charming seaside village where this alleged robbery took place and bring back the weeping willow tree. Justice must be served, so I must unlock this case. And the key is that tree. What do you think the wise queen is up to? Has she really lost her marbles? We'll find out after a quick break. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called The Weeping Witness. Before the break, a wise queen was hearing a case between a traveling peddler and a farmer. The peddler claimed he'd been sleeping under a weeping willow tree outside a seaside village when the farmer robbed him. To both men's surprise, the queen ordered the peddler to return to the seaside village and bring back the weeping willow tree as a witness. So, shaking his head in bewilderment, 
The peddler turned on his heel and left the palace. Once he was gone, the queen turned to the farmer with a smile. Farmer, while we're waiting for the peddler to come back from his errand, how about some music? The farmer nodded in agreement. Some musical entertainment would be a welcome diversion right now. And besides, the queen was acting so strangely, he didn't dare disagree with her. Wonderful! I shall summon my finest musicians and dancers. The queen rang a bell, and a band of musicians came filing in, followed by a team of dancers dressed in bright, flowing costumes. The queen greeted them warmly. Then she clapped her hands together, and the music began. The tune was a lively one, and as the musicians played, the dancers leaped and twirled around the room. The farmer was instantly enchanted. He had never experienced such a marvelous musical spectacle before. Within moments, the farmer was tapping his toes. Within a few more, he was snapping his fingers. And before long, the enraptured farmer was up on his feet, swaying and bouncing to the beat. The queen looked on with an amused grin. After an hour, she glided over to her guest and tapped him on the shoulder. Tell me, farmer, do you think the peddler is on his way back with the tree? The farmer was so engrossed in the music, he didn't even turn his head. I seriously doubt he's on his way back, your majesty. I see. After another hour, the queen tapped the farmer's shoulder a second time. Tell me, farmer, now do you think the peddler is on his way back with the tree? Again, the distracted farmer kept his eyes straight ahead. It's highly unlikely he's on his way back, your majesty. I see. After another hour, the queen tapped the farmer's shoulder a third time. Tell me, farmer, now do you think the peddler is on his way back with the tree? The farmer kept dancing, but as he bounced his legs and waved his arms, he threw back his head and let out <laughs> a laugh. With all due respect, your majesty, there's no need to keep asking me this question. No, why ever not? Well, to get to the seaside village, the peddler has to pass through a deep forest, then a winding valley, then a series of rugged hills, and once he arrives, he has to climb to the top of a steep cliff overlooking the sea, because that's where the weeping willow grows. So even if he does succeed in chopping the tree down, chances are good it'll fall right into the water. And after that, there's no way he could possibly... The farmer stopped short. He also stopped dancing. The queen waved her hand, and the music stopped too. What's wrong, farmer? Cat got your tongue? I believe you were right in the middle of providing an ever so detailed description of the scene of the crime. The same place just a few short hours ago that you claimed you'd never been to. That is the case, is it not? The farmer frowned. He knew he was caught. Yes, your majesty. That's the case. Then this case is closed. And this court finds you guilty. Guards, 
The queen snapped her fingers, and a team of uniformed men snapped to attention. Please, find the peddler and bring him back to the palace. I believe the farmer has something he'd like to tell him, and a whole lot of things he'd like to return. As the guards rushed from the palace, the farmer sighed and hung his head, because even though the room was now quiet, and the magnificent concert had come to a close, he knew that thanks to the wise and clever queen, it was time for him to face the music. Now it's your turn. Who do you turn to in your life when you have a problem? Is it a family member? A friend? A teacher? Think about your problem solver, then make a list of all the reasons you turn to them for help. Do they have amazing patience? Are they excellent listeners? Do they keep an open mind? Do they practice compassion? Look at all the reasons you've listed and think about how you can apply these traits to your own life. Then perhaps you can be the go-to person for others when they need help. This week's episode, The Weeping Witness, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Sophie Codner. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has created a black and white coloring page for all of our Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in. Grown-ups, visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Coloring Pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Theodore Chin, Paul Date, and Brittany Ishibashi. You grown-ups might know Brittany from Grace and Frankie and Hawaii Five-0. You kids might recognize her from Mickey and the Roadster Racers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Brittany also voices characters in the upcoming Netflix series, Ultraman Rising. Our featured instrument this week was the shamisen. You can learn more about this traditional Japanese stringed instrument and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing it on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. And while you're at wbur.org slash circle round, you can check out our upcoming live events, get your hands on our circle round picture books, and you can support your favorite public radio podcast by joining the Circle Round Club. Once more, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Grown-ups, if you enjoy Circle Round, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It would mean the world to us. We also invite you to talk about us on social media. You can tag us on Instagram and Facebook at Circle Round Podcast. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. Now that you've made it to the end of this Circle Round episode, we want to know, what's your favorite Circle Round story? Thousands of fans just like you have been telling us about the Circle Round stories they like best. Take a listen. Maybe one of their favorites is one of yours, too. My name is Evelyn, and I live in British Columbia, Canada. My favorite Circle Round story is Hungry Hippo. I like the part at the end where he says, We're only full of glass. Hello, I'm Ruben, and I live in New Orleans, 
My favorite story is long hair in the waterfall. And I like the part where long hair says, Come on, my villagers, chop us this radish so we can get some fresh, cleaning water coming out of this waterfall. My name is Mara. I live in Woodville, Illinois, and my favorite circle-round story is the lion's whisker. I like the part where the little lions hid behind a bush. <laughs> Hi, my name is Violet, and I'm from New Jersey, and my favorite circle-round story is Brightside. I like it because the landlord says, sure, I'll throw you a bone. My name is Esme, and I live in California, and my favorite story is called The Blizzard Wizard. And my favorite part is when Iana struck the wolf and she got to ride on the deer. My name is Arden. I live in California. My favorite story is Fire on the Other Side of the World. I like the part where the fire rings back fire from the other side. Hi, my name is Callum. I live in Bar Harbor, Maine, and my favorite circle round story is Shadowing Clams. I don't have a favorite part, I just like it. I'm Juvenal from Boulder, and I like the upside down tree because I like the part where the humans steal little morsels of food. I love you, here. Did someone mention a story you've missed? Not to worry. Grown-ups, you can find all of our Circle Round stories, plus links to the Circle Round Club, picture books, coloring pages, and oh so much more on our website, wbur.org slash circle round.